you're on a new path and one you didn't expect to travel. And it's definitely a road less traveled. It's the one without kids. My name is Sherry Johnson and I'm on it too. No matter how you got here, through pregnancy loss, infertility, maybe just never finding the right partner, the loneliness and the lack is the same. The triggers, they're universal. That feeling of inadequacy in a world so focused on motherhood is what we all feel. And it all boils down to our sense of worth. This is where we walk the path together and we talk about building our sense of self-worth so we too can find our place and live joyful, fulfilling lives as childless women. Welcome to the Awakening Worth Podcast. Before we get to today's episode, I'm going to stop and make a quick announcement. I have just launched my worthiness quiz. This is for you if you're feeling excluded or somehow less than your childbearing friends. Find out what's keeping you from owning your worth and living your beautiful child-free life. It's a two-minute quiz. It's going to uncover what's truly underneath of all those feelings You are going to get a full breakdown of your personal worthiness score when you take the quiz, and you'll also get strategies on how to awaken your own worth and also a free download on the five secrets to embracing your child-free life. Say hello to a level of self-worth and a sense of belonging that you didn't even know existed in this world so focused on motherhood. The link to take that quiz is in the show notes, and I would invite you to head over there to my website or to the show notes wherever you're listening and take the quiz. And now on to today's episode. Hey there. On today's episode, I want to talk about something that I've been thinking about for a while, and it's the real reason childless women's circles bring healing. We are so fortunate in this day and age to have online virtual gathering places to meet people. As I started out my path as a struggling childless woman, I didn't know where to find other childless women. Instagram was really in its infancy and it never even really occurred to me to try to find a Facebook group. And on top of that, I'd never even come across any sort of in-person gathering but now I'm guessing there are likely some of them out there. And I didn't know any childless women, at least none that were close enough to really talk openly about it. Or maybe I didn't, maybe it was me who didn't feel comfortable enough to bring up the topic. I know that many childless women find a lot of solace in online groups, and I think I would have too, had I known that they were out there or maybe they weren't I don't even know um back when I was just starting out my journey I feel like having that community of women who understand how it feels would have been really comforting and it would have been a safe place to express my feelings when I was really struggling but now that I'm actually a part of some of those groups I can see that there are some that bring more healing than others And I want to share this with you so that you can really find the ones that are actually going to move you forward on your healing journey and not hold you back. So the problem that I see with most online childless groups 
is that they're not actually structured to help women heal. Of course, they are all put together and run with the best of intentions. They're intended to be places, safe places for women to express what they're feeling, to get support. The intentions behind them are always good. But what I see most often in these groups is two things. Number one, no one is actually leading them, which means that the members are leading and posting the content. And number two, there isn't any kind of structure. So the content is entirely created by women who are still struggling. And what that leads to are two things. There's two types of posts. Members post about triggers that are intended to vent out anger and frustration. Or a member posts a vulnerable and painful share that's intended to get support. Now, of course, there's sometimes, you know, more positive posts, quotes, or someone shares a podcast or a book that has helped them, that kind of thing. But those are relatively few and far between. The majority of the posts that I see are are either the trigger posts or the vulnerable and painful shares. And here's what happens with each of those two posts. So number one, a member posts about triggers that are intended to vent out anger. So venting begets other women venting. Women relate to the post. So they respond and it actually fuels anger. And at the end of the day, everyone is still angry. In fact, two of the Facebook groups that I've been a part of, they're neither, neither of them are my Facebook groups. Um, so I don't know all of the details, but both of them received warnings from Facebook that the group will be shut down if the language doesn't turn around. And I know of at least a half a dozen women who had a post rejected by Facebook because of what Facebook has deemed inappropriate language. So as much as I'm, I'm angry with the censorship that's happening on social media these days, some of these posts are getting hateful enough that Facebook's uh, algorithms are picking up the language as, as hate, hateful language. And that's a problem. That kind of language is not healing. It may, so so let's go back to why we even do this. Why do we vent? And it's because there's a momentary hit of connection when someone does relate to your story. When you post a trigger, something that's happened to you, something someone has said to you, and someone relates, someone responds with a similar story or letting you know that they feel that pain as well, there's, there's this sense of connection. And it also makes us feel justified in our anger when someone relates and agrees with us. Unfortunately, it's not true connection. It's what Brene Brown calls common enemy intimacy. Brene Brown gets into this topic in 
Oh, I just recently read two books of hers. I believe it's Braving the Wilderness. I'll check that and drop it into the show notes. Um, So let me explain what she means by this. Common enemy intimacy is connection that comes when you have a common enemy. So in the case of politics, for example, you might feel a connection with someone simply because they have the same feelings about Joe Biden as you do, or Justin Trudeau. And uh, assuming those are negative feelings, um, they may not be. But if they are, then you feel that the um, that the conservatives or the liberals are your enemy and someone who agrees with you, you feel a connection with. But that connection isn't based on trust or love or true support. It's only a, it's a counterfeit connection is what Brene Brown calls it. It's counterfeit because it's just, it's simply based on the common enemy. In the case of the Facebook groups for childless women, the common enemy is the mother-in-law who said something terrible to you or the random stranger who told you you can just adopt or it's all the people who say insensitive things. That's the common enemy in this case and you feel connected to people who hate the same things or who are bothered or triggered by the same things. So all of that to say that the venting actually just fuels anger, not only in the person posting, but all of the people who read that post and, and resurface anger that they've felt as well. It's not actually healing at the end of the day. The second type of post, that's the vulnerable share. This one begets something slightly different. So I recently saw a post like this. A woman posted, she posted some, she posted her feelings about becoming childless, becoming childless. She was really early on that journey. She had really just stepped onto it and she was feeling really vulnerable. She posted about this embarrassment that she felt at grieving embarrassment she felt at not being able to have a child um really she was posting about shame and she couldn't even post using her real name she she posted anonymously because she couldn't even allow people to know who she was and what i saw in response to that was a number of women responded within the comment section saying, oh, you shouldn't ever feel embarrassed about something like that. You shouldn't feel ashamed of this. And what that is, the person has, the person responding has very good intentions, but the person still goes away feeling invalidated, still feeling embarrassed or ashamed, and now annoyed that someone has invalidated her feelings. What she was looking for was validation that other people felt this kind of shame or this kind of embarrassment. And what that requires 
is someone who has healed, someone who's willing to sit in that pain with you, with another person. And if you are still in too much pain yourself, you're not able to let that go and really validate and be there for the person who's, who's posted the vulnerable post. So this is why it's important to have a, a guide or a leader or administrators at least who have been, who have been through enough healing that they can sit with that person in their pain and validate their feelings and hold space for them so that they can release those emotions. The opposite, so telling someone that they shouldn't feel the way that they're feeling actually makes it worse. So in either of these two scenarios, which is the majority of the posts that are happening in in the majority of the Facebook groups that I've seen that are intended to, to help women who are struggling through childlessness, at the end of the day, no one has actually healed. When you do find a group that has a leader that's able to promote healing, that's able to coach when someone is triggered, when someone posts a trigger post or when someone posts a vulnerable share, you can expect to gain so much more. So I've got uh, five things here that you can actually gain from connecting with other women if it's a circle that promotes healing. First of all, Other women give you permission to create boundaries. For example, when you hear other women say that they just say no to baby showers, that gives you permission to create that boundary as well. That happened to me. I was saying yes to all the baby showers when I was at the end of my fertility journey and just starting to walk that childless path and I was still grieving. I was still finding it really hard to be in the presence of women who had babies and inevitably at a baby shower, there are other women who have babies there. Even if the, the, um, the woman who's pregnant hasn't had her baby yet. And I felt obligated. I thought if, if I received an invitation and I didn't have other plans that I say yes to that invitation because I didn't have a reason not to. And I was complaining about this to my sister one day who has her own fertility story. And she said to me, Cher, you don't have to go. Just say no. They don't even need to know why. And suddenly the light bulb went on. It just, (laughs) it never had even occurred to me that I could say no. So when you hear other women talk about creating their own boundaries, the things that they say or the things they don't, the things they do, the things they don't, that, that allows you to create your own boundaries. It gives you permission. Number two, other women allow you to speak your truth without judgment. So being with women in a circle that promotes healing gives you a voice. It can help you to articulate what you're feeling when you speak it out loud it can feel really stifling to be in a world where you don't feel that you can speak freely about your situation. And in a safe space, if it's managed properly, you can really put a voice to what you're feeling. And when you do that, it can really help you to release the emotions 
behind that. Putting words to them helps you to identify the feeling and it helps you get it out of your body. It's like breathing it out through your voice. Number three, other women can sometimes shed light on what you're feeling. So when someone talks about how a light bulb goes on for them, it can trigger that light bulb in another person. So she heals through another person. You can heal through another person when you benefit from their light bulb. I hope that one makes sense. Other women can also be a sounding board. So you might be struggling with something similar to what someone else has already learned from. So you can use them as a sounding board for your ideas as to how to approach it. This is where a situation or trigger or um, how this is how you can actually learn from a women's circle that promotes healing. If you post about a trigger in the wrong group, it's going to become a vent. If you post about that in a group that promotes healing, then what you can get back from that is, is coaching. So you can, instead of being the victim of that trigger, you can say, what can I do about this next time it comes up? What can I say to this person who, who keeps asking me, why am I not adopting or keeps trying to convince me that I should adopt? What can I say to that person? And, and the other women who have maybe been through it or already learned from that, they can be your sounding board. Uh, number one, two, three, four, five, number five, giving support can also be healing. So when you sit with someone else in their pain, it allows you to feel your own. And that's what promotes the release of that pain and that emotion. So when you actually support someone else in a group and you don't try to invalidate their feelings, you don't try to make them feel better, you just simply sit with them in their pain, tell them me too, I hear you, I feel what you're going through and you allow yourself to feel that helps both of you to heal. So providing that support to someone else can provide you with feeling. And the last one, number six, other women in groups like, like this in a healing group can bring hope. When there's others in the group or the leader of the group is further along on their healing journey, you can see that and you can feel that. And it brings hope when you're in a place of desperation and hurt. When you're just starting out on your path and you see that other women have been able to heal, that they've been able to find happiness, that they've been able to embrace their childless lives, their child-free lives, then that brings you hope that you can also get there. So that's number six. They can bring hope. Okay, let's just recap really quickly on those six things that can really benefit you if you take part in a women's circle. Number one, other women give you permission to create boundaries. If you're not creating boundaries for yourself, sometimes other women can show you how to do that. Number two, other women allow you to speak your truth without judgment. So it gives you a voice, a place to speak safely. 
Number three, other women shed light on what you're feeling. So it's that light bulb. When that goes off for someone else, it can sometimes trigger the light bulb to go to go on for you. Number four, other women can be a sounding board for you if they've already healed from something that you're still struggling with. Number five, giving support can be healing. So when you support someone else, that can also be healing for you. And number six, other women can bring hope when you see that they are further along in their healing journey. That can really give you hope that you're going to get there too one day. So now that you know how beneficial a woman's circle can be when it's structured in the right way and led by the right person, I ask you this, will you continue to struggle through childlessness on your own or will you seek one out so that you can feel that sense of camaraderie and healing and peace? If you're looking for a place to to gather with other childless women, I will be opening up my membership program very soon and I'm really excited to be able to bring you that leadership and healing opportunity as you gather with your your fellow childless women who are on the path, the same path as you, trying to make their way to embrace joy in childlessness, to find their peace, to create those boundaries. We're going to talk about the good and the bad, and it's opening up very soon. I would encourage you, invite you to join the waitlist for that program. A link is in the show notes and I hope to see you there very soon. If you found value in this episode, I invite you to follow, subscribe, like, or review so we can grow this community of women awakening their worth together as childless women. If you'd like more of this, check out my Instagram account at awakening.worth and come back next week for another episode. See you then.